and thank you for tuning into the Business and Wealth Show with your host, Matt Catram. Let's go. Hello, and if you haven't already downloaded your free business quiz, do that now. The free business quiz allows you to understand which area of your business may be holding you back, which area of your business could be your biggest obstacle right now. So go to businessquiz.me, businessquizme, uh, sorry, businessgrowth.me, businessgrowth.me. Do the business quiz, get the free report, and at least you know what you can be working on. And with no further ado, I have the absolute pleasure to introduce Ed Forteau now, Ed Forteau from the USA. And I'm going to introduce him in a moment because we are about to learn some things around sales and marketing, digital marketing, email marketing specifically. And also stay tuned because Google has dropped a bombshell. You need to know what that bombshell is and how that's going to affect your business and your marketing. Ed, welcome. Welcome to the Business and Wealth Show. Thank you so much, Mac. I've been looking forward to this. I appreciate you inviting me. You are most welcome, Ed. Ed, tell us about, I usually start off with really getting to know our guests and really their entrepreneurial background. How did you start as an entrepreneur? What happened? What was the series of events that led you to say, hey, I've got to go out on my own? What happened? Uh, I, I've been an entrepreneur since I was a kid. Uh, back when I was 12 years old, I had a lawn mowing service. Uh, my, I asked my mother for a riding lawnmower for a Christmas present. So that's what she got me. And oh. I, I paid her back for it by summer. And uh, since then, I've always been doing something entrepreneurial. I went to school. I've got two engineering degrees. I tried the corporate thing for about uh, 10 years, didn't work out, went off on my own, and have been happy ever since. <laughs> Similar background to me. And uh, for me, I tried a corporate route as well for 10 years. It was actually 10 years and then started my own, uh, my own company, uh, which was in uh, the uh, computer services and internet services field. So thank you for that. So tell us what it is you do now. What do you specialize in now and how do you help your clients? Well, now I specialize in email and I've been doing email marketing for outreach client acquisition since about 2000. And back then, I'll, I'll just briefly explain the process that I had. You can't do what I did back then anymore. It just doesn't work. But we were uh, consulting with real estate brokers and real estate agents. We had a real estate package uh, that we sold, and then we upsold those people to some consulting. And uh, the consulting package was, I think, uh, $1,500 to $2,500 uh, a month. So what we did was we were able to scrape email addresses back then. Uh, then we set them up on a desktop application called Postmaster, really old application, uh, one of the original uh, autoresponders, I think. Uh, at 10 o'clock every morning, uh, I would prepare and send those emails out. By 10.15, I would start getting replies back. And those replies were, well, I'm interested. So then we would send an order form to them. It automatically happened. Uh, they would get that order form, open the email, see the email, open the email, print the order form, fill out the order form, and <laughs> fax it back to me. I, no Did you way say fax? Fax, yeah, yeah, fax. Wow. <laughs> they had faxes back then. 
by I sent out the first email at 10 o'clock. By 10, 15, 10, 20, the fax machine was going off with orders. It was like printing money. It was wow. I, I was completely sold on uh, email marketing at that time. Then uh, in 2001, I think 9-11 happened and everything got shut down. But uh, I never forgot how well we were able to get clients uh, using email marketing and have been doing that ever since. So now uh, we help clients with their email marketing efforts and we specialize really in email deliverability, uh, mainly because if you can't get your emails delivered, none of the other stuff works. But uh, in in November, we are launching a an ESP similar to um, COVID, uh, ConvertKit or Okay. Uh, contact or AWeber um, Active campaign. Active campaign. Wow. It's a private um, uh, ESP, meaning by invitation only. Wow. Uh, and it's designed to do two things for people. Number one, uh, use email the way it should be used so that you can get a 441 to 1 or 4,100% return on investment. Very few people do that. So one way is you're using all the capabilities of email marketing. And two, you have the option of someone managing your campaign. So it's an ESP along with list management. And because it's a closed community, we can control the sender IPs, which I'll talk about as, as we're discussing these things, are very, very important. Uh, and I can control everything. In the past, we were always limited by the ESP, either giving some, putting somebody on low sender IP so they the emails just weren't getting delivered, and then they would kind of um, like gaslight us by right. saying, "Well, you did something wrong." Well, no, it's based on what we've researched. Clearly, you've you've downgraded our sender IPs, and we need to have them replaced. They used to replace them. They don't do that anymore. Let me ask um, so you this then. We're able to do that. Got it. Thank you. So you're an email specialist. Now, whilst lots of people are shouting about client acquisition through YouTube and Instagram and podcasts, you're holding steadfast on email. Why email? Some saying it's dead. Some saying it's not dead. But you have some magic spice. You have some magic ingredients that is working for your client. So tell us why email? Yeah, why email? And I'll, I'll go back to what I said earlier. The, the for, for, for every $1 you spend on email, you make $41 back. And there's no one else that comes close to that. Social media, you're talking about maybe a two to one, three to one, if you're really good at it. Okay. Return on investment, but nothing close to 41 uh, to one return. So that's the big reason. It is still our number one communication channel. If you need to talk to somebody, you're probably going to turn to email because everybody uses email. So yeah. people have to really start getting better at email communication. Uh, some people do okay, uh, but most people aren't using it to its full capabilities. And certainly nothing like what I did when I first started, where they can just turn on something and then 20 minutes later, they've got money coming in. Right. So why don't more people then use email? Because I think, you know, part of the work you do, you have, am I right in saying hundreds of ways, well, over 100 ways to uh, really make email work for you? And most people are only using four or five, possibly six ways. Is that right? 
That's true. That's true. Most people are using like very little of the the, the potential of email, and there's actually over 152 different ways to profit from email. And what we do is we look at what clients are doing, and we look at their their market. We look at the, the relationship they have with either their their list or if they're doing outreach, um, the service that they have and the offer that they're making. And then we craft email campaigns based on that. Uh, And what most people do with email are email blasts, meaning uh, you have a list and then you have an idea and you send out a bunch of emails to your entire list all at once. Uh, And because of what we were talking about earlier, what's going on with uh, Google and also Microsoft and Outlook, those three control 90% of all the email accounts. Uh, that type of approach isn't going to work anymore. And, sure. and the main reason is they are really trying to cut down on spam. Spam is costing them a lot of money. And they've had to figure out a way to reduce the spam. And they're finally implementing a program we thought they would do a couple of years ago. It's a, a bit late, but finally they're starting to do it. So what is that then? Because I know you hinted about it. So what? What if, if people don't know this and ignore it, What's the detriment, detrimental effect of not applying or complying with these new measures that are coming out? Well, the, the detrimental effect would be you can't get your emails delivered to your recipient. Uh, and that may, that may seem like out, outrageous or out there, mm. uh, but it's not. And we see this all the time with the clients that we work with that they get to this point where uh, they just can't get emails delivered to any of the three major uh, mailbox providers. So they'll see open rates in the five, seven percent range. And none of those emails are getting into Google, Outlook, or Yahoo and AOL. They're getting into these other smaller uh, email providers. So they have to, everybody has to pay attention to this. It's not just people that are using email for marketing. It's one-to-one communication. It's um, uh, confirmation emails for orders or you know, anything like that. Everyone has to pay attention to what's going on here. This is something that affects everyone. So how can, how can they learn more about that? Is that something you, you teach people or is it, they just need to go to Google and, and look at what's going on with this? Yeah, well, there's twofold. You can do a Google search and you can see what Google is planning to do. And a lot of it is built around security. It's making sure that you are the authenticated, uh, authorized sender of that email. So that's one thing. And then the other thing is they're trying to reduce uh, user-generated spam. So they want you to send emails to people that they actually want. And people are marking emails as spam more than they ever have. So you really have to take the time to craft emails that are based on this what what the person has an interest in, not trying to ask them, are you interested in this thing? Yes, you already you need to know ahead of time that they are interested in this thing. They do have this problem. And then hey, I've got a solution. I, I a lot of people like you, we know have this problem. Is that right? And you have to already know the answer to what that question is. And then I have the solution or um, here's a guide that can help you work your way through this. And so you've, you're going to have to do two-step type approaches and the just blatant um, pitch 
uh, to your entire list, whether it's relevant to them or not, is just not going to work anymore. It's, it just oh. isn't. So you can do a Google search on it. I'm working on a guide. I'll have a guide probably by time this uh, podcast publishes. And anyone, if they want to reach out to me, I'm happy to share that with them. Very good. And what, what would be the best way for them to reach you, by the way? I was going to ask you towards the end, but <laughs> it's a <good> place. <laughs> I'll ask you now. Yeah, the uh, I'm I'm trying. The probably the best way to reach out to me is through LinkedIn. Okay, uh, you just go to my LinkedIn profile, Ed Forto, uh, at LinkedIn, and just DM me, and I'm happy to send it to you. Uh, you can go on there too, and you'll see my email address there, so you can send me email there also. It's just a lot easier for people to find me if I give that out. Awesome, Ed Forto on LinkedIn now. Two questions I'm going to ask you. One is about if a listener here has just started a business, they know Ed is talking about build your email database, build your email list, because for every $1 you spend, $41. Okay. Yep. What is the best way for that startup to do that? And I'm going to come to the more established um entrepreneur in the moment what would be the best way for them to start building that list and also to start making money from that list uh this this may seem a little self-serving but just because we work with a lot of different people uh i can tell you the people that make or pro approach or exceed uh a return of 41 to 1 are people that are working with a list management company that understand okay. email uh, you know, and that's an expense, but that money you get back pretty fast if you're working with a list management company, a, a good one. Uh, so I that would be the first option for anybody is you find a good list management company. We do list management for, for certain clients, but utilize those guys because they, they keep up with the latest updates and the, the trends. And because we work with a lot of different clients uh, in different industries, we can pick things from one industry that works real well and apply it to somebody else. And if you're if you're just on your own doing this, especially if uh, you're trying to do outreach, mm. uh, we set up campaign. Well, we don't set up. The, well, we set up campaigns for clients, and we also set up the infrastructure for them so they can do uh, email. And the problem is most people don't ever follow through with it. it you know, on the surface, it seems pretty easy. I set up my security keys. Okay, I can do that. I send out some emails. Yeah, I can do that. But you end up running into problems all the time. Like you'll get account suspensions. You'll get um, uh, spam complaints. Uh, you'll get emails blocked. And it can be really discouraging, especially when it happens in the first 30 to 45 days. And wow. people think, oh, this email thing is just way too hard. It's just not knowing how to set up everything and what the rules are. The problem is none of the email email uh, uh, in, uh, mailbox providers provide clear uh, explanations of the rules. Even in this new Google update, there's a lot left up and up to interpretation. But we've been foreseeing this for a couple of years. So we were able to fill in the blanks that oh. they don't tell you publicly. Okay. And I suppose then that's the same for any established business as well. They need an email list manager to make sure they do it the right way. 
They do. They need someone that's dedicated to running their email marketing campaign. So you don't want to have your social media person do it. It's because they don't do email full time. Yeah. Uh, you don't want to have uh, the office assistant do it. It's extra work, something they have to learn. Right. It, you really need somebody that is that that's dedicated to email. It pays for itself many, many times over. Got it. Got it. Got it. Thank you. Thank you for that insight. Thank you for that input. And the other question is this. So why don't I just use my active campaign or ConvertKit or MailChimp? Don't MailChimp and those companies, Aweber, take care of what Ed is talking about? No. No? <laughs> no, they do not. What am I they paying them for? <laughs> you know, what, what am I paying Infusionsoft? Uh, people are shouting out right now. So what, what, you know, why use them then? Yeah. Well, what you're using when you when you sign up with a, a an ESP email, email service provider is their platform. So you have to learn how to use their platform. You have to understand the rules that are unwritten. So there's written rules and there's unwritten rules, and you need to know what the unwritten rules are if you're going to succeed with email. Uh, and then you have to set ever, set up everything, and it's it's complex. Most people aren't going to set it up. Uh, but here's the thing, though. Once you sign up for an email service provider, you get somewhat comfortable with them, right. and you don't you never leave. And they know that, so they don't have to provide all these services because rarely does someone leave. It's just too painful to leave. So they keep them as clients in, indefinitely, and they don't have to put themselves at risk by offering services such as uh, list management type services to show people like how this is how you maximize your results with this platform. Awesome. Thank you for that answer. Now, Ed, I'm still playing this thing in my head, which is the one, the 41 to one. Now, for those of you who didn't hear what he said, and he said it twice already, I'm going to dig deeper now, which means if you invest a thousand, you're looking at 41,000, 41,000. Yes. If you invest 10,000 in your email list marketing management properly, 10,000, you're looking at what? 410,000. Yes. By my calculation. Yes. So is that a good investment? The the the, the answer is yes. <laughs> the answer is very yes. It is. yes. So what I want to do is see if there is any examples of any small business, maybe one or two examples of a, a small business that you've worked with that really just said, hey, I surrender, Ed, do your magic. And you helped them with their list thing and they moved from here to here. If you've got an example of that, that would be great. Sure. Uh, there's there's lots of examples of that. And one of the things that people do, and, and they think, well, I'm paying, say, an email service provider $100 a month, $150 a month, or maybe they're on a free plan. Well, for a free plan, if you're getting a 4,100% return on free, that doesn't equal anything. So you have to spend some money and it goes beyond the plan. It's understanding uh, how to structure email campaign, how to execute the plan, how to um, uh, identify and and take the and take the data and, and and analyze that and make tweaks to it. So one of the simplest things that one can do that always returns uh, has a good return is you work on email deliverability. So the first thing you need to do is you look at your SPF, 
your DKIM security keys and your your DMARC keys. Uh, this this is going to be more important moving forward now that Google is requiring that all of these authentic all these keys are properly authenticated. So, so for those who don't understand a word of what said, <laughs> all these acronyms, what are these? Just security procedures. They are security keys that are in your DNS records. Right, uh, right. So you have to have those properly authenticated. In the past, uh, if they weren't properly authenticated, you may have a problem. The important the key word is may. Uh, now you will have a problem getting emails delivered if those those keys aren't properly authenticated. And the the trick is making sure you, you everything you add, any type of application you add to your email account, that there are security keys attached to it. And you authenticate those because some apps didn't didn't have security keys. Uh, now they have to, otherwise they're going to cause your emails to get blocked. If you set up DMARC, DMARC is like an alarm system in your home that makes sure the the windows and doors are locked. So if the windows were your SPF records and your your doors were your DKIM records, it would make sure those are locked. And if they're breached, an alarm goes off. With DMARC, if it's if the the protection policy is on quarantine or reject, that means if there's a problem with any one of those two keys, the SPF or DKIM keys, the emails will be blocked. And the reason why the mailbox providers want to see that because it protects their users from any um, uh, phishing or spoofing attacks as someone hacked your account and is sending unauthorized emails from you. They want those blocked. They don't want to have to deal with it. They want you to deal with it. Wow. Okay. So there's a lot to it. And um, if we people don't follow, they they could get in. Into, they could get in trouble or, or ultimately lose sales because they're not doing it the right way or lose clients right. and worse. The um, One of the things you talk about, Ed, is the types of emails that people could be sending. Uh, you talk about cold email outreach. You talk about warm email outreach. And you talk about nurturing emails. Did I mm -hmm. miss something? Was it the three or was there more than that? Well, there, there's three and then I'd add one other and it's the one-to-one -one emails. So okay. a flow might be uh, we send out cold emails uh, and that's going to be trickier now. Uh, there are tools that we can use that we can make cold email outreach, especially in a B2B environment, be much more affordable than any other option, like oh, really? way more affordable than any other option. It's, it's highly targeted. Uh, if you do it right, you can get appointments within the first week or two from sending and, and consistently like, predictable, consistent results that you can count on, like the sun's rising in the morning, uh, and rising from the, the east and setting in the west. Um, so you want to be able to do cold outreach. You want to have uh, marketing emails. So somebody comes into your world, they may not be ready to buy right now. So you want to nurture the relationship, uh, identifying what their interests are. This is where we segment the list and we have workflows in the emails, which most people don't do. But right. moving forward, you have to because the message has to match uh, the person's interest. And then from that, you have one-to-one -one emails. So mm -hmm. let's say like 
you and I talking back and forth. That's when we're getting ready to close the deal. We're right. we're having we have a meeting. We're talking back and forth. We're finalizing things with one to one emails. That's where a lot of people run into problems. Everything worked for just fine. The relationship is not cemented until till the deal is done. Mm. And if you have any hiccup along the way, especially in that one to one communication, I'm expecting an email from you, uh, and I and it doesn't show up. And I'm thinking, why did the email not show up from Mac? And now I'm wondering about Mac. Now it's not your fault; you sent it, but now I'm thinking, like, hmm, let me do some more research on him. Now your email went into spam again. Yeah. Uh, you could you have some control over that, but it's, you didn't know it went to spam. So many people blame the sender right. because their email went into spam, and they think. Well, something must be right. There's that must not be right. There must be something going on with that business. Is the reason why this email went into spam, and it's that hesitation that can kill a deal. Right. And we've seen it over and over. We've seen companies lose lose over a hundred thousand dollar deals because one email went into spam. Wow. Very so good. there's a there's another example. We've we've had we've worked with private equity firms where they reached out to us simply because they lost a deal or two. Uh, and you know, high seven figure deal wow. that they couldn't get back because in that flow of one to one emails going back and forth, one email went into spam and it blew up the whole deal. Disastrous, disastrous, disastrous. Yeah. You are listening to Ed Forto, Mac Atram at the Business and Wealth Show. Now, we are talking all things email marketing, email deliverability, most importantly, because not all your emails are going through. You may be losing leads clients losing money losing sales so listen 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 up and remember to like remember to share this remember to make comments as well whichever platform you're looking on and subscribe or follow whichever platform you are on and and remember you can reach out to ed forto on linkedin now ed one of the questions i have for you is that do you see a differentiation between the older people using email and in terms of messaging rather in terms of messaging and the younger people when i'm saying millennials the way they they message because i i'm seeing that there are some clients who contact our office and they only want to speak through facebook messenger and some only want to speak through instagram messaging and some will i mean i'm an email person i love email but the danger of not being able to respond to them in their various channels is that you may lose out. What are you seeing in the marketplace? What, um, I don't know if you've noticed anything. Yeah. Younger people don't, don't usually look at email, mm -hmm. uh, but as they grow up and they're dealing with people that have money, grown up people, people with money are using email. And so eventually right. they come over and they start using email more. Uh, I remember it wasn't that long ago where Facebook went down yeah. Uh, and people were freaking out. And what were they using to communicate with one another to, to say, hey, what's going on with Facebook? Why is it down? They were using email. Right. Uh, email is the most reliable communication channel, and that's where most business is done. It's very secure. So when you're getting ready to close a business deal, um, even millennials that don't use email don't use it very much. When you get down to the end of getting a deal done, there's email communication that's happening. Me sending you documents, I'm not sending them to you in a, in a Facebook or LinkedIn 
DM as an attachment. I'm sending them to you as an email, as an attachment, or as an email if, if, with a link to uh, attach server so that you can download them. But I'm not, I'm not doing it on uh, uh, social networks. I'm just most people aren't either. You've, you've answered it very, very well. That's the best answer I've had in regards to why use email, because if you're not, you are going to be losing out. So on that note, I want to say, listen, Ed, uh, thank you for sharing all this stuff with us. Is there any last words, anything last you want to say that I haven't prompted you on or asked a question about that people need to know before we end up? No, I think we covered it all, Mac. I, I, I'm an advocate for email. I've been using it forever. It's not going away anytime soon. People need to be really proficient at it. And if you are, you'll be happy that you did. You know, I learned a lot from you here today, Ed, about the um, the security, the DMARCs, all the acronyms you said. I don't know about it, but I've got to get my team to look into it or come and speak to you, Ed. And also learned about deliverability. I didn't realize that there is something that our clients can control on their end so they, they their emails doesn't end up in spam. There's something we can do for the server end, the DNS end, to make sure that these things get delivered. And I'm sure there is much more for those who reach out to you and say, hey, Ed, look into ours. Help, help, help me here. Help me have better email open rates, better email deliverability. So on that note, Ed, thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much for being on the Business and Wealth Show. Thanks so much, Mac. I really appreciate you having me on. You're most welcome. You're most welcome. All right, guys. Take care. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time. Share with your friends, your colleagues, your business partners, and let them know about this particular podcast as well. And um, make some comments so we know what you got out of this and so we can bring you more awesome experts just like Ed Forto. Thank you, Ed. Take care. Bye for now.